I'm excited. Me too. Daniel, are you worried or excited? I'm worried. Welcome, everyone, to Trailer Bar Podcast. I am Nathan. He is Daniel. We are cousins. Tonight's show could possibly blow your mind. You have to be worried or you have to be excited. You have to choose a side. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. My lesbian radar is very strong. I take back everything I said earlier about puzzle pieces and vision. You can go fuck yourself. Wish you could hear the sound of my jaw dropping. Are you listening? Are you fair enough as a person that we should have even ground? Christ's sake. <sighs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Trailer Park Podcast. Trailer Park Podcast presents a Sad Sack Studios production of the 2016 Upfronts, Daniel, the CBS edition. How are you tonight? I am great, Nathan, and excited about the CBS edition. Why are you excited about the CBS edition? Oh, one, less trailers than the previous edition. <laughs> right. And also because... Ooh, didn't expect you to loop back around for a second. <laughs> because it's the, our father's network. That's right. That's right. CBS is our father's network. It's a strong network. Yeah, have some respect for yes. your father. For those of you who are unfamiliar... On the Upfronts episodes, um, what we do, what Daniel and I do, is we throw down some ratios. We we tell you what the minimum and maximum lifespan is of the shows that are coming out this fall. And we're damn good at it. We're well. We do uh, we do fancy ourselves some pretty good predictors. And let's you know taking that into account, let's take a look back, Daniel, at last year's results. Mm. Let's My favorite see part. here. Do you remember a little show called Code Black? <clears throat> no. Is it part of the Chicago universe? No. But <sighs> I do think that the CBS executives look over at the NBC executives and their little Chicago cinematic universe, and they chuckle because, <laughs> oh, you guys are finally trying, uh, trying some CSI, I see. Yeah. We've crossed over five CSIs at one time. Yeah. Good luck, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Criminal Minds, all of Yeah. <laughs> They're pulling up the rear over there. Yeah. yeah. Look like, at them. We gave Marvel the idea. Look at them wave that peacock ass at us. Let's watch them cancel their whole lineup again this season. Boom. 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 Bong. Bong. Okay. Um. That was really funny. I wish I had a laugh track. (laughs) (laughs) Code Black was the medical drama where Louis Guzman was walking around with a medical student saying he is mama. I fucking remember. Yeah. Yeah. And no one... Mama doesn't let anyone die in her house. Nope, no one dies in Mama's house, says Louis Guzman. <laughs> yeah. If if he's Mama, then who's Papa? Marsha Gay Harden. Danny Trejo from Con Air. Um, Daniel gave this a 2-4. So <laughs> a, a minimum 2 and a max. Actually, he gave it a 4+. plus. He didn't feel confident enough to commit to a specific ceiling, so he bitched out a little bit. But 2-4+. plus. I want I want to make it clear that four plus is not a thing and plus cannot be used moving forward right i'm not looking forward to how terrible this show actually did i i did not think that our parents they wouldn't be ready for louis <laughs> for guzman really and nathan gave it a three eight. Oh, okay i feel a lot better now when compared to heartbreaker it looks like a masterpiece was a comment heartbreaker was that awful canceled medical drama on nbc bong bong okay Yep. Um, it's it's going to be a thing. Okay, uh, it was renewed, so we are in so, line. So we're at kick at least two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next was Life in Pieces. This is the one with Tom Hanks' son. Oh, yeah. And Josh Brolin's dad, James Brolin, and uh, had the different storylines, and Daniel gave it a 1-3. I gave it a 1-2. And where did it fall? Renewed. Okay. Still in line. Still in line. We'll check back next year. Yes. Uh, Supergirl. 
Daniel gave it a 1-2. Nathan gave it a 2-3. It has been renewed. So I would say that I win that one because I gave it a min of 2. Right. I gave it a max, but yeah, I don't know. I've been hearing good things about it. It might last longer than two. Something happened that we didn't anticipate and we didn't even know was possible, Daniel. Supergirl has not only been renewed, but it has also been moved to the CW. What? Had we known that was a possibility, the ceiling would have been much higher. Does CBS own CW? Yes. So they they just they like they they kicked it down to their their yeah. lesser network. They're like, oh, this fits better here. Let's put it over with Arrow and The Flash and Legends of what have you. We'll create a little superhero family over on the CW. No shit, like a fucking DC block. That is a lot of the same kind of material all in one place. Maybe it wasn't the smart move to move it. Either way, does that mean in the future that we can go, this is a 1-1 or... (laughs) Well, it happened. There's precedence. They're going to pop it over. Like NBC is going to pop it over to sci-fi and give it a couple more seasons. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. MB- yeah. NBC is going to take this and start it here and move it over there and bong, bong. Okay. The same would apply for like FX taking something and kicking it over to an extra X. Or Fox to FX to FXX. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel from Hell. The Lucifer spinoff? No. Angel. <laughs> no. Good. Good try. Different network. Um, Angel from Hell was Jane Lynch, the weird lady. That yeah. showed up to guide the young woman who you recognize as being from Psych, I think. And um, yeah, we both, um, yeah, you, you gave it a 0.51, and I gave it a midseason replacement slash canceled. Mm-hmm. And yes, Angel from Hell was canceled after five episodes. Man, we are. Oh, bam. Goodness. Zing. We're killing it. Uh, limitless. Daniel gave it a 2-4. Nathan gave it a 1-3, and Limitless was canceled after one full season. Nathan wins. Ah. He wins. Damn it. I feel like that was on the fence, though. I feel like they had they had to deliberate that one. You gave it a minimum of two, and you lose, sir. You lose. Stings, Nathan. Stings. Okay, so earlier you made a reference to there being less trailers, and that is because CBS doesn't put out as many shows as other networks because... They renew more things. They're a little bit more lenient. Yeah, except with Limitless. <laughs> well, they have to allow things to breathe. They let it have a full season. Fair enough. And because of this, uh, CBS also does a bit longer trailer. So these are first look trailers. They're a bit longer. Sad Sack Studios is asking Daniel because Daniel has the ability to just hit the buzzer and stop the trailer when he's done with it. Uh, They are asking Daniel for some tolerance tonight. Let the trailers breathe is what the uh, uh, instructions here say. Tell Daniel to let the trailers breathe to not be quite as judgmental and to pull his finger away from the buzzer and try to drink in what CBS is attempting to do. How, how do you feel about their instructions? Oof, well, you know, I don't like instructions. That's first. <laughs> Second, these don't sound like they came down from above. These sound like yours, but, you know, I'll go ahead. I'll play along. Okay, so another thing we do is we ask, for those of you who don't know, what an upfront is. Mm. So... Daniel, can you please explain to everyone what an upfront is? We've been talking this long about upfronts, and you want to explain what it is now? Okay. The upfronts <laughs> are an event where all the big television networks, your main four, and of course, all their little baby networks come together with a huge group of advertisers, and the networks try to show off their material to attract advertiser money. Yeah. It is a b- big deal, and they make a big show of it. Yeah, it's like a big cattle call. They bring in all the advertisers into a big auditorium and they parade around all the stars of their current TV shows that are doing well and they try to jack everybody up. They put liquor in their hands. They give them a big array of food to eat and they try to get them excited about the lineups that they can choose CBS to put all their ad time buys in on their network shows. Yeah, when they get back to their hotel rooms, there's like those cellophane wrapped gift baskets except full of naked women right you think, they, you think they buy them hookers they must buy them hookers i imagine some of the bigger ones probably so the cbs upfront this year was actually you know what i think all of the networks did like a hamilton rendition because hamilton is this big broadway show everybody's excited about so they're all doing hamilton spoofs and shit like this oh uh, they made mr robot guy dance around mm-hmm 
Yikes. No, Mr. Robot was the NBC one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I get them all mixed up, Nathan. Oh, but you're saying that they made Mr. Robot do a Hamilton rendition? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. And I can't even imagine Rami Malek doing Hamilton. That would be very odd. Just dropping character and just letting loose in like lavish, flamboyant theater style. A couple of guys in the audience. Bung, bung. <laughs> Wow. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah, that, thir- that third one's the bottom. <laughs> so what do we got here? We got some exec coming out saying, Broadcast television remains single best medium for advertising. Digital advertising lack accuracy and credibility. They tout the shift back to network and away from cable. Yeah, cable does not have the reach of broadcast. No, and but cable's finally doing what it should have been doing the whole time, which is being more and more uncensored because they have the right to. And just don't. It's true. It's true. But, you know, this is what they have to do. They have to get out there and they have to say, broadcast TV is where it's at. Fuck cable. Fuck Netflix. Stay with us. Mm -hmm. They do an incredibly brief plug for the next Star Trek TV series, which is coming out in January of 2017. Who's getting it? CBS. Oof. Ooh, they're going to try and pull in a younger crowd? I'm not sure. But they're also doing a Good Wife spinoff. Another spinoff of another successful show. That's what CBS does. They find out what works and they just mutate it. And milk it. And milk it. Mm -hmm. There's also a thing here that's interesting um, with CBS All Access. CBS All Access is their digital online app streaming service. Mm -hmm. And they're actually pretty smart here, Daniel. They're taking some of their big flagship entities and they're doing more with them exclusively on the on 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 the streaming service so take big brother for instance they're going to start doing multiple seasons of big brother every year except the secondary season is going to only be available on the app on the streaming service right this may this may work but whenever they try to do things like this i always think about how i behave practically in real life take uh like downloadable content or bonus content for video games. Once I play the core game, and then I wait a little bit, and then there's some content that drops for it, I'm already past the game. I don't really care about going back and relearning everything just to play that extra little piece. Or when they make something available just online, like, ooh, here's the trailer, but the extended trailer is online. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good with this one. <laughs> like, do you ever go for that bonus? I, I don't even look at DVD bonus material except when I have to cover a film on 100 Lunatics, and then I have an incentive to. Yes, I don't ever look at bonus material, but I'm talking about a completely another season. Like, I'm a Big Brother fan. As much as I hate to admit it, I enjoy Big Brother a lot. And they're going to be doing another season of it on CBS All Access. And I've actually looked at the app and tried to look into how much it costs. It looks like it's $5 a month. That's not a big deal. Hmm. Hmm. Is it uncensored? Uh, that Yeah, that could be another part of it, too. I'd have to look into that. I don't know. But that's excellent. If, see Big Brother boobies. I hope so. If that's the case, then, yeah, I'm all... <laughs> I'm all for it. I think if it's, the, just, if it's just more doctored, like network television material where they make drama out of nothing. Ugh. Ugh. Well, that's bad bodes well for tonight. Um, <laughs> let's get into it. Our first trailer is uh, Kevin. What is this? Kevin James coming back to network TV. Ooh, is it a spinoff? Uh, this is a newly retired police officer. Looks forward to spending more quality time with his wife and three kids, only to discover he faces much tougher challenges at home than he ever did on the streets. And it's called Kevin Can Wait. Oh, man, one of his kids shoots him? <laughs> no, Daniel. Oh, I said tougher than his challenges on the streets. Kevin Can Wait. Here we go. Hey, there you are. Since it's your retirement party tonight, if the leaves in the front yard got raked up today, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be unbelievable. I mean, you're home now. You have nothing but free time. But that's the misconception about retired people. Some of us are very active, like me. I got the guys coming over at 11 for a little day drinking. Then we're all going to learn how to use crossbows. Dad, I probably shouldn't go to school today. I, I think I got a concussion from football. Jack, you play Madden football. I had a little cake made up for you. Oh. This is your husband's first homicide scene. Oh. Well, his little head fell off. No, 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 no. That's where it ended up. Okay, now, Thursday, we got our go-kart race. And on Friday, we got shooting paintballs. I say we combine them. We call it, like, 
paint cart or uh, go balls. Yeah, I'm not down with go balls. Hello. There's my baby girl. Look at this. I thought you had midterms. Hey, grab plates. There's burgers in there for all of us. Actually, there's only four. All right, fine. You guys can split one. You didn't tell him, did you? About your boyfriend? No, you told me not to. Hey, guys, quick update. Uh, I'm already two burgers in, and there's really no sign of me slowing down, so I think we're going to have to... Rethink the burger fractions. We don't have time to eat anyway. Oh, thank God, because I ate all of them. We got charged 90 bucks for four tubs of muscle milk protein powder. Oh, that was me. I was watching Rocky Three and I got all fired up. And then I, uh... I'll return it. I got you a little retirement gift. It's a gyro bowl. Oh, I know what it is, Donna. <laughs> It's the bowl that won't spill. How did you know I wanted it? Every time the commercial came on, you kicked out your legs and you screamed. Yeah, and it worked because now I have one. Let's test this baby out. We're going to catch it. Okay. All right, All right. Here we go. Great. All right. Now, give me a scenario where I might spill it. You're on a fishing boat. Oh. Having a snack. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, okay. look at that. Oh, look at that. Yeah, but the water's choppy. Oh, is it choppy? No, it's choppier than that. Oh. Yeah. Now, you give me a scenario. Okay, now you are a prostitute. You... Well, I'm sorry, I don't even know where that came from. Hey, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I get it. You get it, but what do you give it? Um, well, I want to talk about it a little bit, because I wish, I wish that this wasn't so much like King of Queens. It is very much like King of Queens, except he's just a cop in this one, and he's retired, so he gets to be home all the time, instead of them having to do those like awkward cutaway scenes where he's fake driving that UPS car. Otherwise, everything is exactly the same. Like, it's got his a, a way-too-hot-for-him wife. He gets to crack jokes about being fat all the time. He hangs out with the boys. I thought half those guys in the living room were from... King of Queens. Ah, so I just, I get, but you know, it's it's Kevin James. People don't like him, but I still like him. I still think he's funny. He's naturally funny, and I was liking that that gyroscopic bowl scene because I, I too have seen the commercial for those and been like, oh shit, I want one. I heard you laughing, and the trailer yeah. actually continues, and her, uh, his daughter is with this really nerdy computer guy, and when she introduces him to. Her boyfriend, he's like, uh, there's there's two guys there, and he's way more into the other guy, and uh, it's it's quite entertaining actually. I, Kevin James is made for network TV. He's gone off. He's tried to do movies, and they just suck. And I have no interest in watching him in in movies. But he seems to really fit on network TV. Yeah, he does. That's why I, that's why I want to like this show more than I. And he's a Mets fan in the show. The character is a Mets fan. And I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> so you identify. So you're like, what, is this like an 8-9 for you? Well, should we ask how long did King of Queens last? Forever. Syndication for sure. So 100 to 200 probably. And I went on a long time. Long enough for his wife to also start getting thick. <laughs> well, we're talking about how many seasons? Yeah, it was like nine. It was like nine seasons. Nine seasons. Was it King Queens? Nine seasons. How many was it for real? Nine well, I, nine seasons. Oh, it was? 206 episodes, nine seasons. Why do you think I'm lying to you? I don't I didn't know. I thought you were just repeating what I was saying. As if you were trying to like condescend <laughs> to me. Nine times. <laughs> nine. Nine? Question mark? No, you're right. Nine seasons, 206 episodes. Is he going to step up to the plate and hit another home run? That's the question. I don't know. He's definitely going to make... God, he must have so much money already. And this is just nothing for him. This is just having fun. Um, well, it's CBS, so Kevin James, this format. Yeah, they're probably going to let it go a couple at least. I don't know if it's successful. Look at what happened to King of Queens. Nine seasons. Oh, I'm going, shit. I'm going 4-7. Four, 4-7. Seven. Four, seven. I mean, that's not bad. Um... Yeah, let me go. Uh, let me go three seven. I worry that if it doesn't catch on quick enough, that they might just have to cut it, even if the execs themselves like it. Did you just prices right me? Yeah, I kind of just won downed you. Yeah. Fucking motherfucker. This is a game, Nathan, about trying to lure <laughs> the other person to say theirs first, so that you can just I, mold around it. <laughs> I hope it gets canceled at four, just to fuck you. Okay. Yeah. So Daniel 3-7, Nathan 4-7, both of us agree that this is not going to go as long as King of Queens because people will tire of it faster. Yes? Yes. Oftentimes, yes. I think they push sitcoms a little bit farther than they should. 
That's why I kind of respect Seinfeld for knowing when to stop. They said, this has to end now. And, and I think Jerry himself was behind the termination of it. Yeah. And no one remembers the equally emotional King of Queens finale where all of them came out at the end and bowed. And actually, I have no idea. I've only ever seen bits and pieces of King of Queens during the middle of the day when I'm supposed to be doing something else, like going to school or going to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too familiar with King of Queens, actually. I think I might watch this a little bit, though. It looks fun. Plus, he's a Mets fan, and I'm a Mets fan. Yeah, he probably is in King of, in King of Queens as well. What's next? Next is another sitcom. with Also starring Kevin James. <laughs> also starring Kevin James. No, this one's Matt LeBlanc. Oh, okay. Man with a plan. A dad finds out that parenting is harder than he thought after his wife goes back to work and he's left at home to take care of the kids. What is this? Two stay-at-home dads shows? One of them. But that's that's just it, though. CBS throws two similar shows with high-profile male leads at the wall. One of them will stick. One of them will fail. Right? Yeah, I know. That's so ruthless, though, because both those shows must know that. I think uh, I think we just have to uh, to decide whether or not uh, a man with a plan has a has a chance. We've already said that Kevin can wait is going to go at least four seasons. Now this is like a loose tie-in to his other show episodes, right? No, this has nothing to do with episodes. Mm, Joey, then. No, this is not a Friends spinoff either. Will you just play the trailer, sir? What's it called? Man with a plan. Man with a plan. Here we. Go. Matt LeBlanc is taking on his most challenging role yet. I'm going back to work. Yay! Daddy's in charge now. Fatherhood. That's yes! right. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. Oh, you guys, we're going to have so much fun. Can we get a puppy? Sure. No. No. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Me too. I don't have anything. What? I've literally never been thirstier. Mommy had snacks and ice cold waters every day. Hey, easy. It's me, Daddy Fun Times. Here, have a Listerine strip. Daddy? Yeah, Butterbean? I'm worried about kindergarten. Honey, you should be worried. Kids are mean. But just know, if you ever feel uncomfortable, you start swinging. Punching the nose can be a real problem solver. I'd like to welcome you all to the kindergarten parent mingle. Has anyone seen Mrs. Burns? I'm Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns, your wife graciously volunteered to be our room parent, so there's just a few things. Uh, Listen, she's not going to be able to do that. See, she's decided to go back to work. Oh, okay. So I'll just pencil you in. Whoa. Hey, uh, I'd, I'd love to, but please stop writing my name down. What a wonderful group. I can't wait to meet each and every one of you. Mr. Burns, I'd like to see you after the mingle. Just think of the children. There's not a thing I wouldn't do for them, and I know you feel the same way. No. I'm Adam. Lol. I'm a stay-at-home dad. Four years now, it hasn't changed me at all. Oh, you got a little something. Hey. I'm gonna say it has changed you. I just can't believe they're not introducing any foreign language in kindergarten. How can our children compete in a global economy without fluency in a second language? You know this school is free, right? <laughs> free stuff is not that great. Water is free, but beer, you got to pay for. Beer. So great to connect on a masculine level again. Where are the regular moms? Everybody line up. What? Line up. One, two, three. I can't believe I have to explain a line to you. Why did you just dump all your stuff everywhere? We always do. Well, who cleans it up? I don't know. Okay, well, from now on, you're gonna hang your backpacks up and you're gonna clean up the truck before you get out and close the door. That's right. (laughs) They're not the same kids. All right, all right, all right. Rocky Balboa, fatherhood. Yeah, masculine, masculine Joey. Yeah, I'm gonna say it has changed you. Oh, whoa, whoa, what do you think? I'm supposed to be a homo or something? Whoa, whoa, uh, what do you mean, if, uh, signing me up? Quit writing my name down for girly mom things. I'm a man. <laughs> that cuts deeply into my jerking off time. Hey, I'm so easygoing. I'm daddy fun times. Why are you getting in my way and putting obstacles in my way and making things difficult for me? I'm just happy-go-lucky Joey or guy. Yeah, free stuff ain't that great, you know? You get pussy from your wife. Whores, you gotta pay for. I think this one's the loser. Yeah, I think so, too. 
I think this one doesn't stick. I'm feeling. Uh, what are you? What are you feeling? You want to go first this time? I don't want you to price this right me again. No, I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give it a one three because one two. Oh, one two. Oh, you price this right me. <laughs> God, I hope it goes three now. Um, yeah, just because. It's definitely the lesser of the two. We can say that for sure. And poor Matt LeBlanc for, I don't know, I feel like he's tried to pull these off a couple of times. And the only way that he could be successful about it was to go and make a show on a raunchier network that essentially made fun of these shows. So mm. I just feel bad for him. It's just too jaded. The character's too too jaded. Did you recognize the, the wife? I bet you you didn't recognize the wife. Uh, yeah, I did recognize the wife. Who? Uh, she's from a, 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 a children's hospital. Children's and, uh, hospital? Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. Right? It's Jenna Fisher from The Office. What? It's Pam. No, it's not. Yeah, it fucking is. No, it's not. Now I got to go look at it again. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad because I, I want it to succeed. Matt LeBlanc is taking... Yeah, you can just trust me. It is. And you don't recognize her at all at first. And then you do later on in the trailer if you had the balls to watch the whole thing. But hey, hey, hey. It's, and, it, and, it, and of course, because yeah, cause I wasn't even thinking about that because I'm talking about Kevin James' wife is, is the one from Children's Hospital. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, this is definitely Jenna Fisher. Yeah. Okay. So you just mixed, you mixed them up, and that's incredibly sexist, and you're obviously favoring the Kevin James. Hey, you know, all women look the same, you know? Hey. Yeah, whatever. One, three, one, two. Daniel, one, three. Nathan, one, two. Moving forward. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, beep. The next show is called Pure Genius. A young Silicon Valley tactician enlists a veteran surgeon with a controversial past in starting a hospital with a cutting-edge new school approach to medicine. Oh, fuck. Pure genius. Here we go. James Bell. When I became a tech billionaire, it gave me a chance to change the world. So I built the most revolutionary medical center on Earth right here in Silicon Valley. If you place your thumb on the tablet, I can give you full access to the hospital. Dr. Wallace. Welcome to the revolution. This is the wall. It's mission control for every patient. CT scans, MRI, anything that you need to know or the patient wants to know is available at any time. And when it's not medical, the patient gets to choose where they want to be. Rising over the moon. Studies show that patients sleep better. They have better recoveries if they feel more control over their environment. Mr. and Mrs. Byer, welcome to Bunker Hill. You've given us hope. Because of your pregnancy, you chose not to have chemotherapy. At the rate your cancer is growing, we don't have weeks to act. We have days. If we wait until the fetus is viable, it will be too late. For our baby? For both of you. I didn't build this hospital to deliver bad news, so we will find a way to save both you and your baby. I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but I have to be honest, gadgets and gizmos have been around the medical industry forever. Medicine is ultimately a human endeavor. Good speech, W. Let me show you why you're dead wrong. This is the e-hub. Malik, show me, you show me. It's an adhesive computer. Monitors everything about you. How long did it take you to get this program up and running? Eight months ago? Yeah. No red tape, doctor. We're pairing the most brilliant minds in medicine with the most brilliant minds in technology. I'm gonna get stuff done. This is the revolution, Dr. Wallace. So, do you think it's possible what James is trying to do? About 90% of the time that I'm here, I think this can never work. But that leaves a 10% chance that we're actually going to be able to be a beacon for change. This is Lewis Keating. He's been diagnosed with GSS, Gerson-Strassler-Schenker disease. It's a neurological disease. It's like ALS on steroids. Also extremely rare. 200 cases worldwide. Yeah, I have to agree. This case is extremely esoteric. This is a fascinating disease. I want this patient. There's only been one case of GSS in the Bay Area in the last 50 years. She had a child she gave up for adoption, August 28, 1985. Your birthday. If I'm gonna even think about uprooting my life to come here, I need to know why you're here. Why we're all here. Are we here to save the world? Or are we all here to save James Bell? How is she doing today? I think it's time to talk to her parents about taking her off life support. It has been six months. Promise your parents, what am I supposed to say to them? We can't make those kinds of promises. We know you won't give up on her, James. 
Oh, please don't do that. Very tense. Uh, that's making me tenser. New scan of Margot's heart. There's only one way to remove the tumor. In a million ways, it could go wrong. But if I could give you a million chances to get it right, I mean, can print as many as you need. Put up here, Elliot. Come on. Come to Papa. Okay, everybody, just just gather. <laughs> Come on. Just put it up here. Get, put it up here for Papa. Like, oh God, that was the last of it. Um. It's the most revolutionary ever in Silicon Valley, and I am James Bell, and this is my hospital that I built. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, there are people doing yoga outside. You yeah. know, you know it's good. This is my Google hospital, and my name is James Bell. Would you like to know the actor's name? Augustus hmm. Prue. <laughs> Augustus. Oh my God, he's competing with Benedict for the. For the- <laughs> the most ridiculous name augustus prue experience a medical revolution well, welcome to everything that's going to change everything and my also my i i'm also known as house how are you doing yeah i'm like i'm like i'm like dr house mixed with elon musk and i'm just a billionaire and now i've built this revolutionary <laughs> hospital and i just promise people that i that they won't die all the time recklessly house musk oh god yeah, and then like I don't, I, I thought there was gonna be. I was sticking around because I was like, surely there's some deeper element to this story than just look at how beautiful a hospital could be. But the and then the the whole conflict is whether or not they're there to save the billionaire or to save all these people. And it's like, well, of course you're there to save both. And snooze fest. Daniel, the real question here is: It Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney? I feel like there are two other names that sound closer in similarity. Who is the actor that is in this show? Is it Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulrooney? It's Mulrooney. That's correct. That's correct, Daniel. It is Dermot Mulrooney in, in House Musk, a.k.a. Pure Genius. I know. Uh, this is... It's a tough one. It is a tough one because it doesn't look... It's not, a, it's not immediately awful, and a lot of it might be really interesting. What crowd is this going for, though? I don't think that younger people will be that into this. Maybe. Maybe there's some sort of, like, West Coast. Maybe it'll be popular on the West Coast. I'm not really sure. Older people? Are they going to see them wave a piece of glass over a woman's belly and show a baby inside and just be like, fuck this? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, House was House, right? It's over. And yeah, the fact house, that he has... House was, like, was older and he was dark and, you know, like, they got into that. See, there's there's a subplot here where he has his own disease, right? So if he cures his own disease, this show is over. Right. So I'm going to go two minimum because I think they'll let it breathe because that's what CBS does. And the main guy, although he is pretentious, does seem slightly appealing. And uh, I, I want to do tighter fractions. I don't like doing these, you know. No, I'll jump in here. I'm going two four. Fuck, fuck. Okay, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna go two three. I wanna I wanna try and tighten up my fractions. All right. Tighten up my ratios. Two three. I'm I'm being bold. Be bold. I I think he cures his own disease, and this show, you know, then they have to what make Dermot Mulroney contract a disease to keep it going. Fuck. Should have gone with a wider ratio. <laughs> Season six, he's like, I also have a secret. <laughs> Somebody will fall in love, and then they'll find out that they have a disease. Everybody in this hospital is going to have a weird disease that they need to fix. Oh, Jesus. There hasn't been a case of this in 100 years. Oh, yeah. This is even more rare. <laughs> yeah. And this was a plot line in House as well. One he of his was... little, like, doctor students. Uh, she had, a, like, a, a disease that was going to kick in, like, years, like, a few years from the date of the show. And, they were, and she was, like, pretty much just enjoying her life as much as possible until that moment. See? Somebody will go on vacation to a jungle, come back with a weird disease. It's over. It's over. I'm my my two three ratio. I'm sticking with it, but I'm not confident about it. I'm jealous of your two four. At least we're both at a two minimum. At least at least there's that. Yeah. Okay, Daniel. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about MacGyver. Oh shit! Are they young, rebooting that thing? Yeah, they are. Young Angus Mac MacGyver creates a clandestine organization within the U.S. government, relying on his unconventional problem-solving skills to save lives. A remake of the popular 1980s TV series. What's this guy's name? Angus Mac MacGyver. Oh, that's the actual character's name. Yes. I had no idea it was Angus. Well, that's the character's name in this show. I don't know what the character's name in the original was. Was it also Angus? I that will. While we watch the trailer, I will find out this information for you. I thought you were saying the actor's name, and, I, and it sounded pretentious again. I was like, oh, God, another Phineas Crew or whatever. <laughs> Augustus Prue. <laughs> okay. MacGyver. Here 
we go. Okay, Mac, it's all you. Are you nervous? No, it's just another Friday. I'm the baddest mother up in here. MacGyver, MacGyver, how did you escape from your terrorist holding cell? Just like my dad always used to say, everything I need is right in front of me. I'm I'm building a strategic task force of the best and the brightest. I want you to be a part of it. Let's get the job done. Lincoln. Keep it professional. Good idea. Where'd you get this? Had to kill a guy. Not really. Let's go blend in. Follow me. We need a fingerprint. Picked a hell of a time for arts and crafts. And the crowd goes wild. Oh, come on, man. I don't high five. I'm a professional. Anyone have any bubble gum? And a Q-tip? Made it all the way to the end. That was a bit of a shorter one. Yeah, a little bit easier to watch, too. At first, I wasn't on board with the guy playing MacGyver. He's got a strange look to him. Yeah, he's got the long hair. If you if you cut his hair off, you might recognize him in the X-Men movies as Havoc. Yeah, he also has like a British Steve Zahn kind of look. And He's, he's also know. the main star in that new movie, Monster Trucks, coming out. If you haven't seen a preview for that... Uh, I to i don't even need to i'm just gonna go see it yeah okay (laughs) day one it's about monsters that crawl inside of trucks and turn them into monster trucks of course right yeah with cgi everywhere oh and they all have their own looks and personalities yeah it's gonna be great okay you asked you asked so i deliver no macgyver in the original macgyver was just macgyver that's it no mysterious nothing else to his name in the cast list anyway maybe some expert maybe there's some macgyver expert out there listening to us right now going oh god idiot (laughs) episode 56 they revealed his real name jesus these guys are idiots yeah his name is gregor his name, his name is Augustus Prue. <laughs> like Phineas Crew. Now, here's the thing about this show is that, yeah, it's whatever. Anything else looks entertaining enough. I'm sure it'll be interesting if you were like channel surfing or looking to put something on in the background. You would look over whenever he's about to like build something or figure a way out of something and be like, oh, yeah. Well, at least they did that right. Uh, the thing about this show, though, is that my dad will watch this show for sure. For sure. And the second CSI guy walked in there, oh, it was it was over. I knew it. My dad's going to see that guy and go, I know him. Yeah, they're recycling. And I know MacGyver. They're yeah. recycling him. But this isn't Richard Dean Anderson. This isn't uh, David Hasselhoff. This isn't the A-Team. This is not Tom Selleck in Magnum P.I. It's not Airwolf. It's a rehash that I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up that show, Scorpion. You know that show? Yeah. Uh, that's like a team full of MacGyvers, essentially. There's nothing that you can do now that will impress people anymore. Oh, he took a stick of bubble gum and a Q-tip and a paperclip, and he did something amazing with it. Back in the day, when people watched MacGyver, they were like, oh, fuck, he's so cool because he can do that. And now, th- th- that was the show's niche, and now... If, if you watch somebody do that, you'd be like, yeah, whoopee, don't care. See, I, I, I understand that, but I, I think it's gone far enough that it might have looped back around. I don't even think they need to update this. Like, I hope he's not just doing a bunch of hacking shit because that would be really, really boring. I think that the people are – I think that we're so used to technology now that I think it would, it would be interesting from the other end of the spectrum to be like, oh, shit, you can do that with that? Like, I think I think there's still enough tricks and weird little life hacks and things that MacGyver can do to keep this interesting for probably quite a long time. And like I said, my dad's definitely going to be watching this one. So I got to go. I got to start high on the minimum. I think maybe a four. Hmm. OK. I'm, and I'm going to rely on people like my dad because I thought that show Scorpions would tank instantly and it's still going. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think Scorpion would last. 
However, I can't join you. This is going to have too much comparison to the original. He's got the long hair. I think it's going to offend MacGyver fans. I'm going to go one, two. One, two. Okay. I'm going to, I guess this will be mine where I'm going to embarrass myself or fucking nail it. We don't know yet because it hasn't happened. I'm going to go four, six. Wow. Four, six. Wow. We couldn't be more different on this one. This yeah, could you're right, right though. It will come down to the hair. Like that kind of that kind of scared me for a second because <laughs> because my dad does hate long hair on men. So now I'm like, oh shit, it's gonna come down to the hair. It always comes down to the hair, Nathan. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, yeah, it's, it's a coin toss on the hair. He better be fucking charming, or I'm screwed. At this point in the upfront presentation. Stephen Colbert took the stage and said, I'm so excited to be back at the Upfronts this year. I love you, and I knew I loved you from the moment I first needed commercials. <laughs> and then they move on. The next show is called Bull. Okay. Bull stars a gentleman named Michael Weatherly as Dr. Jason Bull in a drama inspired... <laughs> Inspired by the early career of Dr. Phil McGraw, the founder of one of the most prolific trial consulting firms of all time. Brilliant, brash, and charming, Dr. Bull is the ultimate puppet master as he combines psychology, human intuition, and high-tech data to learn what makes jurors, attorneys, witnesses, and the accused tick. Bull employs an enviable team of experts at Trial Analysis Corporation to shape (laughs) successful trial... Yeah, Trial Analysis Corporation to shape successful narratives down to the very last detail. You, this is this is the same show as that other one. This is it's like famous billionaire when built a beautiful judiciary think tank, and some like old lawyer is going to show up and he's going to be like, "Oh no no, we do all of our lawyering on digital walls," and he's going to be like, "Well, you know, you can't lose human contact with picking jurors. Nothing helps like just being there and witnessing them. Let me show you how you're wrong." And then beep boop beep, young sexy people doing judicial things. <laughs> Okay, fuck. What the hell is this thing called? Bull. Bull. Here we go. Brandon Peters, son of tech billionaire Pete Peters, is being arraigned on murder charges. The accused of the murder of Alyssa Yank was last seen alive on a yacht, her body washed ashore. My client will be vindicated. Our system says a man is innocent until proven guilty. Rich people don't play by the same rules. If the cops arrest you, you're Your guilty. America is not my America. The client's here. Tell me he didn't bring his lawyer. His five lawyers. I hate lawyers. Pete Peters. Dr. Jason Bull. Can you help my son? Absolutely. The jury starts with a preconceived idea of the truth. We don't guess at that. Dr. Bull profiles every juror, their behavioral patterns, what they click on, likes, avoidances. Then we create a mirror jury and run mock trials. It all gets plugged into a matrix that is scary in its predictive efficiency. Dr. Bull knows how they'll vote even before they do. I don't want to see this army of lawyers again. Just you and her. They think you're a rich jerk. He's your jerk son who got everything handed to him. It's not a popularity contest. Good, because they don't like you either. You can't control a trial like this. You can't. Do what he says. Rule number one, the client is the enemy. Your clothes, your hair, glasses, it's all a code. They're not going to convict me because of my haircut. Do you see that? He smirked. He's a smirker. 93% of all communication is nonverbal. You've been testifying since day one. (laughs) This case could come down to one juror who takes control of the jury. Tell me about her. Bess Johnson, 43, divorced. A son, AJ, gay, 24. She has a bumper sticker that says the system is rigged. Wow, that's cynical. How do you know it's her? How do you not know? You're a con man. It's what you have in con me. I love you, man. He stole his Rolex. You want us to bug his watch? I hate surprises. Did you kill Alyssa? No. I don't know if you're lying about what happened on that boat, but I do know you're lying about something. You're supposed to be on my side. I may be the only one who is. Ms. Yang, did you know your daughter was a drug dealer? I just don't like this lawyer. Misogynistic jerk. Somebody needs to stick it to this. I'm so hungover. We're losing. We've got two votes. We need 10 more votes. 
We need one vote, one juror who takes control of the jury. These people are all linked to Bess. We still don't have her. Her son, AJ, went through life looking for the father he never had. Just like Brandon went through life. <clears throat> a bunch of bull. Bull. Is that is that the guy from NCIS? You ask. I research. Continue. Because if it is, then yeah, this thing has got some legs to it. Again, because I think that is the right move, CBS, is to take characters from shows that people have loved for a long time, or actors that play characters in shows people have loved for a long time, and once they've been canceled for a little while and everyone's simmered down and kind of forgotten about them a little bit, repackage them and bring them back in this straight-up lie-to-me ripoff. Uh Yes, he is from NCIS. Yes, okay, so this thing, this is another high minimum because, again, I can just see it. I, can, I, could, I bet the next time I go back down to visit, my dad will be like, hey, have you heard this show? Like, I can hear it. Look at the tagline, he'll get you off. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awful because the, the, the trailer continues with, oh, Bess's son is gay, and then he challenges the kid, are you gay? And he's like, yeah, I am. And it's like, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> it's our ticket. That's easy. What do you mean? Go to jail as a murderer or come out of the closet? Of course. <laughs> and be innocent. Oh, yeah, he got you off. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, yeah. You deal with a couple of, uh, what, are you a homo? And then you get on with your life not being in jail branded as a murderer. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw down on this. I'm going to say this is a 3-5. 3-5. Three five, locking in at three five. Damn, you son of a bitch! See, actually, like I didn't know they were gonna have two CSI guys. But my dad much prefers NCIS over CSI. Now I'm, I, got, I stupidly overshot the first one. I didn't know this one was coming. Because <laughs> I want to go back now, and I want to change that one to hey. three five, and I want this one to be four six. Nope, you can't now. Fuck it, I'm. Just, this one's four six too. <laughs> Handing out four sixes like candy tonight. Is this really your father's network, or is this Daniel's network? This is my father's. I know for a fact because, like, we'll talk CSI because I watched a lot of CSI when I was recovering from knee surgery. So, like, my dad kind of bonded on that a little bit. But he always points out at every single time we even converse a little bit about it that he much prefers NCIS I'd over like, CSI. I'd like to make another secondary prediction here. Um, after all this touting that you're going to go visit your father and he's going to be watching this, I think you're the one that's going to initiate it. Dad, did you hear that about that new show with the guy from NCIS? No. What are you talking about? Oh, it's called Bull. It looks ridiculous. Nathan and I did a podcast about it. Do you want to watch some? <laughs> yeah. I totally Dad, initiated I mean, you this. You watch this for at least four seasons. Yeah. Oh, and did you know that the MacGyver has the CSI guy in it? What? Oh, okay. Daniel is going to poison his father with an infection over these two shows. You're going to initiate it. That's a prediction. Yeah. And I'm going to like have to just smooth line the fact that he's got long hair. Bung, bung. At the same time, all the like, I get, I'm getting really tired of smug geniuses on television. Like dudes that are like, I fucking know everything. And this is how it's going to go. I'm going to dictate everything and fl flourish you with all this authority. And you're just going to cave in because what other choice do you have, dumb dumb? I'm the best. Like, I got tired. I'm kind of tired of that character. Well, that's what network TV is all about. Those guys. Yeah. And, want... and with him, you can group with him the like quirky, like detective that can intuit and everything about a crime scene by just walking around and like touching their temples. That one too can go. But they're also asexual. All these guys. Yeah. They have they have, they have all this sex appeal, but they never actually fuck. Right. And you think by asexual, we mean that they just like don't do anything sexual whatsoever. No, we mean that they can only get off to themselves. <laughs> Indeed. Um, moving on, uh, Daniel, are you a sheep or are you a wolf? I'm a go balls. Because <laughs> I want to be, be a wolf, Nathan. Because out there in the world, there's sheep. And there's wolves. And you want to get things done, you got to be a wolf. You can't be a sheep. Mm -mm. Daniel, the TV follow-up to the 2001 film Training Day about a oh, rookie shit. cop partnered with a corrupt officer. Race swap Training Day is next. Shit. Training Day. Here we go. One male down. Code 3. Incident report. L.A.'s always been a hunting ground. I've been hunting armed men through this city since O.J. was doing Hertz commercials. And I can tell you, 
One thing never changes. Nobody sees it coming. Okay, everybody, listen up. This franchise officially closed due to numerous fire code violations. You think it's easy maintaining a professional standard down here? Yeah, well, as a great philosopher once said, more money, more problems. You get in a car with Frank Rourke and it'll never be simple again. I'll be all right. Promise me you won't get lost out there. Detective Rourke, Kyle Craig. Who the hell's Kyle Craig? I'm your new trainee. Well, come on. Might as well get this over with. Sir, somebody's in the trunk. Say, with observation skills like that, you're going to make a fine detective. All right, this isn't a training day. It's more of a trial by fire. Shots fired. Shots fired. Your new guy? Tommy. Kyle. This is Rebecca. I'm probably gonna kill some people today, Kyle. Shooting starts. Stay clear, my muzzle will get along just fine. I don't give a rat's ass what these people do to each other. They just killed six of our own, so I'm gonna make damn sure they never see the inside of a courtroom. My last two trainees didn't make it to a single shift. They both quit. I'm the test nobody passes. I'll take my chances. Police works like sex, Kyle. It's a lot more effective when it isn't pretty. This job, <laughs> they require you to be somewhat economical with the truth. Drop it, Thoreau. Drop your weapons. Drop yours or she's dead. Nice shoes. <laughs> what the hell happened? Let me take the damn shot. You choked. I didn't choke. I made a decision. Room full of innocent bystanders. That's only a problem if you miss. And he was unarmed. I'm not pushing a patrol car anymore, Dorothy. You want to fight monsters, Kyle? Then you sure as hell better be willing to become one yourself. Because you know what? At the end of the day, somebody gets eaten. And when you burn through every law in the books, torn down everything that separates us from them, then what's the difference? I ever have a son, I have to warn him about cops like you. Shoot first, and who cares if you're wrong? You can always make something up, right, Frank? Wrong. You got to warn him about the ones who don't care. Ones who don't bother getting out of the car. I'm the one you want protecting you. Some folks are born to wave the flag. Oh, and they did not because it was bad, just because I think I think we understand what we're going to get into. And if we want to see more, we can watch the show. Correct? Correct. Uh, Daniel, is this the Daniel? Is this the Bill Paxton that you know? Not necessarily. I, I have seen him play a character like this a little bit in boxing. Helena, when he's super, super young, he plays this douchey like biker boyfriend. He's got his hair greased back, and he's like kind of a big weirdo. But yeah, young, young Bill Paxton was in Aliens and shit too. Mm-hmm. But he's also in True Lies, peeing himself. He's also in Apollo Thirteen as as the weak member of the crew, and he's also yeah, he's good at that character as well. The flawed polygamist in Big Love. He's he's got a genuineness to him that's. I, I don't know, you, you put this kind of edge on Bill Paxton and you lose some of Bill Paxton's strengths. A, a little bit, I can kind of see that. Because to be fair, I feel like Bill Paxton is one of those guys who's just so like charming and likable that you gloss over the fact that he's got a really stilted way of acting. He's had an but, incredibly successful career for being kind of a bland guy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, when you put him with the other Bill that he always gets confused with, you consider him the exciting one. Who's who's the other Bill? Pullman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Pullman's even stiffer than Paxton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Agreed. I am worried about this training day rendition. I don't like the peripheral characters that they've dressed up around him. It might have oh, worked. No, that sexy mod squad. No, yeah. thank you. Everybody else around this uh, looks bad. Training Day is a great movie, but does it need to be a TV show? No, it doesn't. This is a one, two tops. One, two tops. Wow. Yeah. Mm, I guess. Do we allow each other to say the same ratings or do we force each other to oh we've lined up many a time yeah man one two feels right to me too on this one you're gonna join me yeah i'm gonna join you sounds good 
cousins. Okay. It, just, it is. It's weird. It's Bill Paxton who's like entertaining and you're watching him and then everything else. You're like, why are you here? Can we get back to Bill? <laughs> the final trailer of our podcast tonight, Daniel, is called The Great Indoors. Mm. And The Great Indoors has uh, someone that we both like in it. I'm going to let the trailer do the talking again. I warn you, Sad Sack has asked us to show lenience and tolerance. This uh, this one could be the best trailer of the night. We may have saved the best until last. This is about an adventure reporter that must adapt to the times when he becomes the boss to a group of millennials in the digital department of a magazine. Uh Uh-huh. And this is like a tech mogul builds a state-of-the-art magazine corporation. No, this is about a guy who's been out in the wilderness for years as a spokesman for a magazine, and he has to come back and lord over these millennials and adapt to the times. Okay, so fish out of water. A lot of uh, you guys are pussies, and that's not the way we used to do things. You're you're casting a negative shadow, but <laughs> yes, sort of like that. Okay, here we go. Excuse me? ID, please. ID? That's cute. (laughs) I'm Jack Gordon. That's my ID right there. (laughs) Oh, hey, is that one of those uh, special dogs that weird people can take anywhere? You're not allowed to ask if it's an emotional support animal. I think I have my answer. Jack Gordon, it is so incredible to meet you. I'm Clark, online content curator. Hi, Clark. Obviously made up job title. Guys, this is the Jack Gordon. Jack, this is our social influencer, Emma. Oh my God, you're a legend. I can't believe you're here. Good news, we just had our most retweeted online poll. Best outdoor gear for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, nailed it. Can you guess the number one zombie killing tool? Uh, remembering zombies don't exist? <laughs> I'm gonna go see the guy who runs the real magazine. I'll think of you on my flight to Patagonia. <laughs> Not as smart as he thinks. Patagonia's like three blocks away. Sorry to have pulled you out of the wild. Look, I need you here desperately. You're the voice of the magazine. Those young kids, they, they're smart, yes, but they don't know what to write about. Yeah, I've seen the website. Best three ways to drink your own urine? There is no best way. You, you just drink it. <laughs> Why don't you start by telling these guys what the magazine means to you? Well, I think it's about uh, getting out. Getting out of your house, out of the city, out of your ruts. Maybe we should change the name of the magazine to Out. Well, Out is already a gay magazine. Uh, you're not allowed to say that anymore. No, it's an actual gay magazine. Ask Mason. (laughs) Why me? (laughs) Are you saying I'm gay, Jack? I don't, uh, bandana. Just messing with you, man. We need some digital tie-ins to your piece on the bears. Name one thing to do if a bear attacks. Die. (laughs) You die. You can't keep doing this lone wolf thing forever. I'm not going to change, and I'm fine with that. Oh, really? Well, that's not what you told me that night at the retreat. Yeah, well, we said a lot of things that night we didn't mean. Like, this is my last mojito. I'm going to go back to my room. Don't use that. That's been in your wallet for years. (laughs) Mr. Gordon, do you realize why this meeting has been called between you and human resources? Young adults today are a very delicate group. We offer an entire class on how to deal with that. Oh, is the class called I was born in the 90s, wah? Behold your new assignment. Jack, hey, look, I tied my own knot. You're all so confident. I mean, you, you went to good schools. You played on winning teams. We only won two games that year. You're holding a huge trophy. Uh, yeah, we got that because we all tried really hard. Well, so did the team that won. Trophies are for winners. Ew. I know you guys always have to have fun at work, so I thought I'd bring you some of the real world that I keep talking about. His species has had quite a bit of trouble recently, but with a little bit of help, he's going to learn how to adapt. Wow, you know, in a way, that's a lot like what's happening. You draw a parallel right now. I will tear both your arms off and beat you with them. (laughs) 
Mr. Gordon, do you realize why we're here again? I brought a bear into the office. And? And it ate Esther's support animal. I just found these bears playing in someone's swimming pool. That's pretty cool. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a majestic species on the brink of extinction. You guys don't know what it's like to look at a creature that is the last of its kind. Yeah, yeah we, we do. do. I was born in the 90s when. I was born in the 90s when. Yeah, that's a good that's a good moniker in general. Um is Joel McHale a woodsman? That's what I had the most difficulty with the entire time. Yes, he's a smarmy, witty guy. Is he a wilderness survivalist? I don't get anything like that. If they had just played this off as like he was out boning women and splurging all the magazine money and he had to come back and do an actual job for once and he hated it. Actually, if he just played his character from Community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, you've you've pigeonholed him. This is about the millennials. That's what this is about. It's He's just there as the witty, charming, charismatic yep. lead. The Grant Reno. Yeah. And they're all there to play off of him. I think they've possibly casted all of those people around him well i like the constant hr visits i think this might carve out a niche for itself because you're gonna have an audience of younger people that actually find this amusing no or is it gonna be your father's network the older people laughing at how awkward he feels because they feel the same way that that's their angle their angle is that they're hoping that this is a chance for all of those all of our fathers and mothers out there to sit back and laugh about all the silly, sensitive millennials. Really, what this show is to me is more terrifying because in my head, even though I knew all this hypersensitivity and like way off the spectrum uh, political correctness, I kind of thought this was just fringe internet elements that just yelled really loud about it all the time. I don't want to think that it is so prevalent that it is ready for a sitcom because it demands representation because it's so overwhelmingly a part of our society now. I still wanted to think this was fringe. So this is actually, this show is ultimately, and it was nailed in by that joke about them seeing him as a relic of the past, depressing. (laughs) This is defining our generation as being old and you can't handle it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. I feel like we can still connect with millennials, though. Don't you feel like we can connect with millennials? Are we out of touch, Daniel? Are you yeah, gonna Are you gonna punish maybe. this show with a poor ratio because you can't get in touch with your inner millennial? No, 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 Nathan. I am a gentleman and a professional, so I can <laughs> I can step back from my own emotions about this and make an objective decision about its success. I'm just saying. It's weird because I feel like I'm ultimately between these two groups anyway. Like I'm not in old enough to be in Joel McHale's bracket. I'm not young enough to be with like the the millennial bracket. So I'm like I'm in the middle. I'm feeling a wide ratio on this one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Once that song kicked in there towards the end, I was like, oh god. Uh hmm. I like that line. If you draw a parallel right now, I'm going to rip your arms off and beat you with them. Yeah. If there's going to be enough of that and the and the I was born in the 90s when comments. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm on board for those jokes. I'm Dale, I'm thinking a 26. A 26. Yeah, we are we have been fl- flashing around those twos. Um well, CBS kind of starts at two. When we go one on a CBS show, it's because we really think it's going to fail. A one in CBS land is like a point five on other networks. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, you know, here's the, the barometer I've been using the whole time, so I don't know why I just don't make this my, okay. my go-to immediately. My dad will not watch this show. Yeah, so this is an opportunity for CBS to open a door or a window to a different audience. This is a reach out to a different audience for sure, because even Joel McHale's sense of like banter and humor, that's that itself is still too modern for someone like my dad. And then he doesn't pay enough attention to the Internet and the state of millennials to probably even recognize half of all the references to their pussiness that they're always bringing up. He would just be like, why is everyone acting so absurd all the time? (laughs) Yeah, but there's people like me who 
didn't necessarily celebrate community. I saw its value, but I prayed for more structure in that show, and it's nice to see Joel McHale in a more structured environment. And I find this more appealing to watch somebody with that much charisma with a bit bit more structure, a bit more format. You know how I feel about formatting. Yeah. Um, hmm. Will you give it the unicorn? Will you go 1.5? Or a 2.5? Ooh, that's, that's getting weird. I don't know if I'm ready to get weird with it. Rare for a show to get canceled in the middle of a second or a third season. Yeah, it really it has to be tanking really hard to do that. It's almost always a 0.5 or just a full season. Um, uh, Let's go. I, I got to tighten it up a little bit, I think. Do I go 2.3 or 2.4? Uh, I'm going to go 2.3. I'm going to go 2.3. Feels good to tighten up that ratio, doesn't it? It does. I had to go wide because it, if, it, if it catches on, this could be endless. It could be. They could, they could just run it through forever. But it depends on whether it catches or not. And I think two, they're going to know by the end of two what they have. And your ratio could end up being the winner simply because if they, if they realize it's not what they thought it should be, then you'll win with the tighter ratio. So good on you for grabbing your nuts and, uh, and uh, holding holding your sack with less sadness than me. Yeah, got a, got a happy sack. And that does it for the uh, CBS edition of the 2016 Upfront series on Trailer Park Podcast brought to you by Sad Sack Studios. Daniel, sadsackstudios.com, trailerparkpodcast.com. That's where they go. If they want to follow us on Twitter, they go at T Park Podcast or at Sad Sack Studios, correct? That is correct, yes, definitely. If nothing else, just remember Sad Sack Studios. Go there, find everything that we, that we do and everything that you need to contact no, us hey, will hey, be hey. there. No, if nothing else, remember trailerparkpodcast.com, trailerparkpodcast at gmail.com. Right, a subsidiary of Sad Sack Studios. Right. If nothing else, remember our cool ratio system and how playfully we banter with each other and that we're related and that we're blood and that we're gentlemen, that we are not millennials. Yeah, we do this for you. Imagine how you would have to watch television without us. You'd just be sitting there wondering the whole time, is this getting canceled right now? Right now? After the commercial? No. We know. And we give you the ratios. We told you at the beginning how well we predicted last year's shows. So why wouldn't you tap this resource? Hello? (laughs) I mean, come on. Get into it. Spread we, it around. We have to get up. We have to get up and dance around and do Hamilton for you. Yeah, we need support. I want to be a tech mogul that builds a state-of-the-art podcasting studio where we have walls that phase in and out, like in the movie Doom. Boom, boom. <laughs>